Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to KSCM, Sierra College Radio. And look, if you didn't know, well now you know. You can follow us at The Real KSCM on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My name is Montreal Maurice Bobbitt, aka Monty, and this is The Millennial Mindset, your podcast for information and inspiration. Well, look, each month we're going to keep it exclusive with a different topic of discussion. I wouldn't necessarily say you can put this podcast into its own set genre or category, but the purpose is simple, deliver, to give you, the millennials, my people, well, from someone of your own point of view, not just the information you need to know first, but also equally important, a little inspiration that lasts. So without further ado, let's walk into week one which the topic of discussion that I wanted to speak on that I felt was most important was energy and how information about that energy can not only inspire you, but thus change your life. So it gives me honor and pleasure to bring on our first guest speaker and let her tell her story as she is in the fight of her life. The information itself is something I'm sure we all could use and know. And when it's all said and done, hopefully just a little inspiration to help you grow. So yeah, let's get it. I want to welcome you to the Millennial Mindset. And thank you for getting involved, uh, even though you did not have to. And just simply sharing your story with our listeners here at Sierra College. So just to start off maybe with a, a few warm-up questions, I think it's been about a month or two since I was last able to come up and see you in the Bay Area. So most importantly, how are you feeling today? I am feeling better today than I was feeling when I saw you about a month and a half ago. Okay. Um, progress is, there's definitely been progress with my sickness, um, and I'm so grateful for that. So, physically I'm feeling great, and even um, mentally and spiritually I feel that I'm in a different space from when I saw you a month and a half ago. Okay. I've really been working on that part of it. And so if you can give the listeners maybe a little bit of context, uh, tell us how old you are and the year in which you were born and uh, the, the, pl- the place as well and what, what that means to you. For a 
Charlotte Wood. I am 60 years old. I was born November 22nd, 1958. Uh, I am the oldest of six kids. Uh, I was born and raised in San Francisco. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, you said November 22nd, which means that on Thanksgiving this year, that would have made you 60 years old. Yeah, Thanksgiving 2018, I turned 60 years old, and it uh, is a birthday I will never forget, because just two weeks before that, uh, I was rushed to ER with uh, stage four cancer. And... uh, um... On that day when your life was completely changed, um, it, it seems as if, do you, do you feel as if there, there's a new mindset and a new person living inside of, inside of you since that day where your life was completely changed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, before November 11th, my life was so hectic with work. Um, I was preparing for uh, the Spartan uh, obstacle training um, competition. Um, life around the house was crazy. Uh, just, you know, just trying to stay on top of everything. Um, it was just busy, busy, busy. And I kept pushing myself more and more um, to my own detriment because I was starting to have physical things show up that I didn't understand. But I just said, oh, you're working too hard. You need to rest more. Um, We're almost at Christmas. Work another couple of weeks and then take the whole month of December off. But, um, you know, God had a different plan. He stopped me in my tracks and uh, put me on a different course. My life today looks vastly different than it did. Then I had a lot of time to myself, a lot of time to reflect on who I am and where I'm going and how did I get here. Um, so yeah, it's vastly, and, and I'm so appreciative for where I am right now. It took a minute to say that, but I never questioned why me? Um, you know, I always said, why not me? Yeah. You know, I this sickness doesn't know your socioeconomic level. Mm-hmm. Um, it just comes and you know, I can't answer why. But I'm like, why not you? You know, you here I am, and I got to deal with it. If there were uh, um, a sickness as great as that, that has obviously, we all know somebody who who's been touched by this sickness. Um, but I can say, uh, you know, for myself, if there was anybody who was spiritually and mentally prepared for the battle itself it would be you and so that's the reason um why i'm i'm here today um and so this afternoon on the millennial mindset i wanted us to have a brief conversation about energy positive energy at that and your energy in particular i have known you charlotte my whole life and frankly, your vibes have always had such intent behind them. So I wanted, if you could, to talk about where you feel like that originated for you, whether it be passed on from your parents, Madeline and Clinton, or maybe your five younger brothers and sisters. Where do you think that that positive energy and spirit originated for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, it's, 
your parents always leave an imprint on you. So um, I have um, from dad, my father, you know, he was uh, suffering with, you know, uh, some things, alcoholism and whatnot, but he always, always taught us six kids to love one another, to be there for one another and to love one another. And as we're all in, um, I'm 60 and my brothers and sisters are in their 50s, we have profound love for each other. Um, during this situation and this crisis or whatever that I'm going through, my sisters and brothers have been there. They're constantly calling me. They're supporting nieces and nephews. The love that we have for each other have flown through our generations to our nieces and nephews. That's what I learned from dad. Dad couldn't hold down a job, but he taught us to love. Yeah. Um, and that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. And from mom, I learned hard work. Uh, I watched my mom, uh, you know, when dad was unemployed, she was always employed. She held down the house. I don't even know how she did it with six kids, how she held down a household, worked, uh, 80 hours a week, wow. came home and cooked, and, um, you know, did she, I watched her do that. I know we didn't have enough. I watched her some mornings put on pantyhose with runs on them. You know, I watched her show up from work when she was just, when she was tired. She's a great inspiration for hard work and education. I don't know how she put six kids three girls through private high school and the boys as far as she, she could take them. Mm -hmm. But education was fiercely important to her and not just a basic education where you go to school. Uh, she put us through private school. I, I know the bill was massive. I don't know how she wound up paying it, um, but I will be forever grateful to her for that. Um, after the years went by as adulthood, into adulthood, I met some amazing people who were just, um, to me, just progressive and had a great mindset. So I latched on to them and they showed me, um, you know, uh, how they exposed me to their learning. So um, they were like, this learning isn't just for us, it's for you too. If you're, you know, and th there's a saying, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I was working at a job where I was tired, too many hours, pushing, 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 a corporate job. Yeah. And so this person turned out to be, and his wife was my realtor, um, but we became friends. And so they not only helped uh, me and Andre, Uncle Andre, yeah. uh, purchase property, but they saw that we were teachable and they wanted us to be exposed to the higher level mindset that they were. So my first exposure to a higher level of thinking was going to a goals workshop. Mm -hmm. And it opened up my mind. It was there at that workshop that I learned, um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And I felt like I was there. I was working corporate, hard, hard, but I didn't know what I was working for. And I, know I, I knew I was run down. I knew I wasn't spending enough time with the kids getting home. But when I learned that saying at the workshop, it just put me on a whole nother course. So I've got to learn where I'm going um, because I just don't want to end up anywhere. And so on this, on this journey 
you know, as uh, uh, you get older and your mom puts six kids through private school and the culture that was built inside the house with six kids, along with the importance of education, um, in in where you're at now, have you can you say that those are things that have been incredibly important to pass down to your children of your own and, and now the grandkids themselves? Yeah. And do you think that this this energy and, and the these essence of the this part of your energy, you think that they'll sustain on um, between um, your grandchildren? Um, the four of them. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Um, yeah, I have two sons, as you know, um, Terrence and Jordan. And uh, you just pray that they will be okay. Yeah. Um, Terrence has a lot of me in him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, loves encouraging people. Um, he's a champion of people. And his business is, is exactly that, too, where, as he works with young football players. Before you go pro. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Wood, uh, as, as we segue off to uh, ju- just, a, just a plug for uh, my cousin. If you know anybody who's playing football right now in the college or at the college level or even in high school, uh, look up before you go pro and you'll be thankful that you did. Please continue. Okay. So Terrence's business, I think, stems from gosh, just who he is at the core. Just uh, a great champion of young football players, uh, a great encourager. Um, I believe that, you know, that has come, that's what I put through for Terrence. Mm -hmm. That's what's showing up in his business. That's what shows up in my business in real estate and the mentoring business that I I used to have. Um, But you, you, you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know how your kids are gonna turn out. Jordan went in a different direction, but I always believe that even though they go in a different direction, you know, somehow they turn around to their roots Mm -hmm. and come back and and they get their clear on what really matters and what they need to do. So Jordan took a different route um, and, and, but now he's turned around. so I don't know if I answered the question kind of roundabout. It, it, was, it was a perfect answer to the question because it, it just truly leads me into my next question for you, Charlotte. You know, energy that we're talking about right now, it, it exists. Mm-hmm. And not just in so many different facets, but not just in the form of positive and negative, but also, you know, in the good times and the bad times, mm-hmm. especially in a world that has become so ever-changing as ours. And so at times... You know, it can be hard to predict just how you're even going to approach today. So tell me, what is your secret through all these obstacles that you've been facing? When you wake up in the morning, is there a ritual? What is your first go-to step as you prepare to get your mind and your spirit moving in the right direction? Yeah. So I'm a woman of faith. I've always been a woman of faith, but I must say that my faith has become stronger and um, greater with this this condition um, so I start the day with gratitude just waking opening my eyes and thanking God for um, I open my eyes I'm here I can see my heart is beating um, 
you know, those basic, very basic things that I'm still here. Thank you, Lord. Um, and then I pray. I, I read my Bible. I strongly believe that I'm a child of God. Um, and so I, I know that's my identity. Um, I pray. Um, and then I'm ready to start my day between gratitude and prayer and reading the Bible. It keeps me stable. It keeps reminding me who I am. Because in this world, there's so many detractors, so many um, so many things that you, and so many people telling you who you should be. Mm-hmm. You can cut <clears> over <throat> the television and see that. Um, and you can, it's easy to get caught up with people who have different mindsets that go against who you are. You know, I'm saying I'm a child of God. Um, and with that comes some precepts and conditions. If I am truly a, God, a child of God, and I know those precepts, and I know those conditions that come what may, the storms of life, the sinking stand, sand, that I stand in that. I think knowing who you are, where you're going, what you stand for is attractive. And I think people are attracted to it because so many people are searching to know who they are, where they're going, what they stand for. It, it's light. It's light. And people are attracted to light. And so it seems as if, you know, I think I read um, a book by Robin Sharma. I know it's called The 5 a.m. Club. And he talks about uh, how important the morning ritual is and how if you spend some time to yourself before you walk outside into this busy world, uh, you develop a certain type of armor. And so by the time you do stub your toe in the middle of the day, you just keep walking. Yeah. And so it, has there been a time or uh, maybe a, 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 a something that you practice when something doesn't go your way midway through that day? I'm sure there has been. Um, you know, I keep referring to my sickness because I'm just so absorbed with it yeah. right now. But I remember the first time I got the scan and it wasn't um, very positive. Um, it was some progress, but not the progress I was looking for. I had to, my automatic response was to be disappointed, but I had to come out of that and remind myself of, you know, how far I've come and this is not it. I was doubting my faith and, you know, so then I had to pray, Lord, just strengthen my faith, you know. Um, Then I developed this uh, visualization of me, uh, a warrior, um, standing with God, and I had on battle fatigue. I had my helmet, I yeah. had my breastplate, I had my sword, yeah. I had my boots, and I held on to that. And I knew that I was climbing mentally in my mind, I'm climbing a mountain. Yeah. So at, I'm at the base of the mountain, but, and then I had went up a bit, climbed the mountain a bit um, with encouragement, feeling better. But I got that report, it knocked me back down. But then I had to turn around and remember, I'm a child of God. I have my helmet, my breastplate, my uh, boots, my Mm -hmm. shield. He's with me and it just kept me climbing. So it comes back again to when I fall down, I have to remember who I am. I have to say, 
I am a child of God. He is with me. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to beat this. And I do that now with a lot of things. Things don't matter as much anymore. Yeah. What matters is that you're standing in your truth and that you just keep forging ahead. You're at, you cannot be denied. You're at peace mm-hmm. because you trust. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm up here in the Bay Area, and it's funny because, you know, I'm I'm on my way to London this evening uh, to see my mother. And the passport that I'm going to use is inspired in part and sponsored by you. And so what's been five years now and a bunch of stamps later, (laughs) this has been a gift from you that has revitalized my spirit every time that I get the chance to use it. Your energy has traveled incredibly far with me. And so I wanted to know, how do you take a break for a second sometimes when things are just so chaotic and you need a moment Mm -hmm. to rebalance your own energy so that you can continue to give as much as you have to people like me and so many other people? Yeah. So, um, you know, before this incident, I would have said it was physical activity because I was kind of like a like gym rat. Workout I, I was warrior. always at the gym. Yeah. Um, but with this uh, sickness, I've had to pull back on that. So I've started walking now. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to be with nature and uh, the Lord and your thoughts. Um, so I've started walking now. The other thing is I have to be patient and not so quick to jump in and see what unfolds um you know as i think it's kind of an older sister thing you know so quick to jump in and you know take over but now i pull back and you know just let others work it out and patient and have faith that it will work out um and i would say that's another way i protect myself from not going kind of overboard is I think part of what I used to do is have a lot of control. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll be there, I'm gonna do it, take care of this. Um, and and that got me in trouble. So now knowing when to give up responsibility and trust that whoever you give it up to can handle it and you don't have to be responsible and um, pacing myself and um, those things have helped tremendously. And I think that's um, something I've had to do because of the sickness, but it's something I'm going to hold on to. Um, now, as you look back at it, and hindsight is 2020, uh, even for us, you know, millennials who are just on the move constantly, working a job, going to school, um, doing everything that we can uh, as. America kind of continues to roll on to find success for hopefully our own children. And so I wanted to know um, this protective force field of positive energy that you've talked about, um, that you've now built around yourself after the sickness, just for average individuals, how important do you think that um, rather than trying to intercede into every situation, but rather understanding that at times you must trust and build this positive, this positive force field around you. Um, in what way, shape, or form for us younger kids in a world that's so ever-changing, do you think you have a tip for us that we can have and build that protective force field around us? Yeah, 
I would say know who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. It's everything. If you, because the wind, the sinking sand, everything will pull you. If you know who you are and what you stand for, you can say yes more readily and no more readily. It's so important to know who you are and what you stand for. And um, I don't think your generation has a problem with My generation is a little bit slower to pull the trigger. But, you know, if you see what you want in front of you, you know what it's, go for it. Um, my generation is a little bit slower on that. <laughs> is there, uh, Charlotte, any one person um, in your system of support that you wanted to acknowledge that has just been the difference maker for you as you've continued to battle this challenge in front of you. Who or what do you believe is refueling you? Um, First of all, the Lord and uh, having a personal relationship with him. And then uh, secondly, I would have to say family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, my husband, um, my children, you know, all the, the entire, my sisters have been amazing during this journey. Um, and I feel like I almost lost connection with some of, some of that, you know, I'm always here and, but just like this much here. Well, now I'm all the way there, yeah. you know, being, being present in a moment is so key. Not just running through the motions, not just yeah, yeah, yeah. But being present and in a situation in a moment is so key. So I would say those, you know, that's the source. Your system of support. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so as I ask what will be my last question, Charlotte, Auntie Charlotte, mm-hmm. it has been a privilege and an honor to have who most that know you personally would probably have to agree as well to have a true miracle in the making with us here today on what is the first episode of the millennial mindset and just for us another memory that I know that I will never forget and so when it comes to everlasting energy not just that which is with you now but the energy that'll last long after this one life of ours is lived what do you believe is the ultimate X factor in one's ability to sustain that mindset needed to create a legacy of such an intentionally joyous lifestyle lived that as a result lives on forever for, for us and, and for your grandkids? I would say love, first of all. Um, I have this saying in it, um, and I kick it into gear when I'm feeling like, in a good mood um, and or when somebody might do something that's offensive or you know I just am not in agreement with or it's not going the way that I want it to go and the saying is look for the look for the good look for the love and it's helped me so much not to have my attitude sink or to just become you know not a pleasant person so that's what I, I hold on to that, you know, when I'm in situations that are not necessarily loving. Um, and then the other thing is just, you know, knowing who I am and what I stand for. Um, not believing that I have to do it all. I don't have to do it all. 
let it go, let others do it. Use your help. You know, there's others that can help, let them do it. Um, and so, I would say that. <laughs> look for the love. Look for the, look look for for the, the good. good. Look for the love. And that's where you'll find the positive energy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charlotte, for being <laughs> on with us today. You're welcome. had a chance to listen to the interview in its entirety I think first of all I just wanted to thank you for that you know even in the production of making this podcast after playing the interview back quite a few times I think it's even started to change me and I was the one doing an interview asking the questions so the picture that you guys clicked on today in order to play the podcast is of course of me But more importantly, this is an episode of the Millennial Mindset dedicated to the woman seated next to me. Her name is Charlotte Wood, my father's sister, and as you guys heard, the oldest sibling in a family with three boys and three girls. To me, she is simply my Auntie Charlotte. And ever since even before I could remember, this woman had not only looked after me, but energized and empowered my soul. Someone over the years who would step in and step up in places that my own parents simply could not. And so dedicating today's episode of the Millennial Mindset to her was without question the best way I could spend 30 minutes inspiring you guys all about this energy that truly exists. The picture that you guys clicked on was a recent picture taken of us last year on Thanksgiving, which by coincidence would also be my Auntie Charlotte's birthday and her 60th at that. When I try and put into context just exactly who she is, the words that come to my mind are forever grateful and full of grace. Because of you, Auntie Charlotte, I do believe in myself, and I believe in that force that blows the wind. And still remember you telling me it was that very force that was bigger than us all. From as west as the Hawaiian Islands, where you would make me hula dance with the locals on stage for my birthday, to remote places where you would show us different parts of this land, like Martin Luther King Jr.'s home in Atlanta, Georgia, or to New Year's Eve and the Fiestival in Arizona. And years later, when I would come to you and tell you of my desires to travel the world, you would be that one that would proudly pay for my passport And so every stamp on this now raggedy booklet of mine would not have come if not for you. And just as always as you have believed in me, I felt it was only right towards the end of this podcast to express even through these most difficult times how much I believe in you. Two weeks before this picture you all saw was taken, Monty Charlotte was diagnosed with stage four small cell lung cancer cancer that had metastasized itself to her brain. But by the looks of the picture, you would think that I was the one that needed the extra support and comfort, because it is her energy and the everlasting smile of hers that is just simply put who she is, 
the most graceful fighter of all. Doctors, yes, have prepared us for the worst, but respectfully, we have had to tell them that when it comes to this woman, we expect nothing but the best. And so frankly, we need not any of your statistics. Auntie Charlotte, you personally have told me not to worry. So I won't, because it is the energy and the power in your words that has led me to believe that you are ready for this fight of your life. I might have cancer, but cancer does not have me. These are the words of a survivor. Despite the circumstances, and you know, no matter what happens, as Jim Valvano once said, Cancer can take away all of my physical abilities, but it cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things will undoubtedly carry on forever. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, you know, prayers up for the real MVP. We want to welcome all prayers and positive energy through this battle that she faces and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the chance to tune in with us this month for this episode of the Millennial Mindset and our first at that. And as we go on, we will have many more episodes to come and they will be incredibly exclusive about different topics and subjects. And so I want to all just say one more time, thank you for tuning in. My name is Monty. This is the Millennial Mindset, your podcast for information and inspiration on KSCM, Sierra College Radio.